So um, there's a young man, I think this person's online, and he needs a new car. And um, I, I saw this bright blue truck, smaller truck, and maybe a Toyota. And I just uh, saw you driving with some sunglasses on, feeling awesome with a good song playing. So have hope and, and keep that truck in your mind. Um, the next person here, or people I should say, the name Mary Catherine, or that might be two names. Um, it's a woman with blonde hair and she's caring for her physically handicapped daughter who also has blonde hair. And so um, just wanted to affirm to you, you know, your heart is tired. You've, you've felt abandoned by God. You're wondering if you can trust him, feeling guilty for feeling burdened by caring for your daughter. So I just wanted to let you know it's okay. You're not a bad person for feeling that way. Um, and I just took a moment and envisioned God's love wrapping around you like a big, like fluffy blanket and um, just bringing you peace, love, and rest. He wants to care for you. And um, I think you might be new to our group. This is your group here. We, we'd love to help you rest and um, live a charmed life in love. Um, I also took a moment to saw your, the muscles surrounding your daughter's bones growing in mass and, and getting stronger. Uh, and the last thing about this person is there is a guy for you who's going to want to live life with you. It's okay. It's not, you know, just because you have a complication doesn't mean it's not for you. So hope you're encouraged. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Father. So we had a great, uh, great trip in Ohio, though. It was really good. So that was fun. We went uh, just a little north of Columbus, I think. I think. I don't know. I was in the car, and, right? I don't know my directions very well when I was there. So we went to the airport, and I think we went northeast. Does that sound right? Okay. Yeah, so this beautiful, beautiful uh, horse, 350-acre thing. and So it was good. It was good. We got some good things, good things going on. So um, like I said, just a couple announcements, because uh, I want people to know. I'll send out an email first thing tomorrow morning, too. That, so tomorrow night, Sunday night, uh, what is that, December 6th, right? Um, December 6th, 5 p.m. Mountain, 7%, 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to do just uh, uh, at freedomministries.live, passwords freedom, all lowercase, and then we do our normal fellowship at 6 o'clock right after that. So we'll do freedomministries.live at 5 for the kids and high school, college, whatever, really how to tap into the spirit um, to learn and to, to really excel in school, your studies, etc., where it doesn't have to be a burden. It's actually quite easy. And... Uh, you can be very good at it. And what's really cool is your heart will respond to whatever you tell it. And so I'll just teach you how to tap in where I, I, I truly believe that um, if we do have the mind of Christ and it's the same spirit of him and if he's given us his glory and we're one, then I don't think he would struggle, would he? So I don't think we have to struggle. Um, and really just getting you into the spirit, how, in the right brain, just your, your subconscious, how to know everything. And uh, anything that you're... That you're uh, desiring to learn, you can really tap in before you go to sleep, and, and uh, he downloads it to you when you're sleeping. Isn't that cool? It's really fun. And um, so I, I think that'll really help. We'll record it, and then we'll put it on the site, too, for if you want to let people know tomorrow, I'm going to do that. So I was going to do it the following week, but it didn't make sense, because most of you guys, the finals will be over already, right? So it'd be better if I did it before the finals this week. So anyway, want to hear a couple testimonies? And uh, I appreciate you guys sending in testimonies. It's amazing. Um, when we were there in Ohio, they're like, you know, did you bring some of your testimonies? I go, just watch. Some, some will come in while I'm sitting here. And sure enough, 
They, they, they bzz, 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 my phone, I'm like, yeah, here we go. So it's really fun what's happening right now. So, as people are really learning how to do this easily. Um, but uh, these came in this last week, December 1, December 3. So um, from this one, it says, uh, thank you so much for the last video. Thanksgiving is the emotion that effortlessly causes things to happen. I can't stop listening. I finally get it, exclamation point. I've been listening to you for a year. I've listened to all your videos and hunger for more. I've been given so much understanding, one piece at a time. Every video brings more knowledge. I know I have so much to learn, but this one really resonated. I think truly my heart has been healed and I'm free to finally receive my inheritance. I feel so much joy and freedom. I'm so thankful for this. <clears throat> that my son told me about you guys. I truly feel I'm receiving God's gifts now and I'm realizing who I am. I've never felt so calm and free. Isn't that, isn't that, that's what I get almost all the time. I've never been more free in my life, which is really good. I can calm myself even in stressful times and boy, does it make the stressful situation seem easy. I'm truly amazed. Life has so much joy in it now and I'm excited. I emailed you some time ago about ringing in my ears. I struggled because I wasn't immediately healed. So when I started doing the breathing and receiving the joy and thanksgiving, and just being thankful, I noticed the ringing went away. When I started feeling stressed, it got louder. It turns out to be kind of an alarm for me. Just stop myself, calm myself, and breathe. I'm staying calm for long periods of time now. I'm so thankful for that. This next part is pretty cool. This is for all of you guys with COVID or anything. So my daughter's company closed its office here during the first COVID isolation. She was actually the last employee that they let go. The manager was even let go before her. I prayed. I imagined her accepting a job and her loving where she works and loving the people there and them loving her. I prayed she would be paid even more than she ever has before. She was called for an interview last week, my prayer, and said she really wanted to work there. She got the job the same day. She has never started a job that high of pay ever, and I know she'll be making more soon. She absolutely loves her job. She says everyone there is so nice. They, they get along beautifully. I have to say I was so full of joy and thankful. I'm so excited to feel this joy continually. Isn't that great? So here's what I would tell you. Um, because uh, a, a lot of people, even though we talk about it almost every week, um, so if you're let go or whatever, it doesn't even have to be a job, guys. So don't feel like, oh my God, I don't have a job, so no money's gonna come in. Um, choose a different choice. Choose just money comes in. You can do that. And uh, I'm not saying be lazy, I'm just saying, you know what, don't worry about not money not coming in because you don't have this or don't have that. See yourself overly joyed with money coming in. And let it happen to you. Who, do you really care how it came, if it came? No. Most people, right? People get all confused, right? They get excited about winning the lottery, then they don't have a job, and then they like, go panicking. Like, just ask God. Follow me? It's really true. So that's a cool one. Some of you guys that were on the fellowship the other night, you heard Helen, uh, Helen from Rockaway Beach. I always think about the Ramones. You guys know that song? Rock, Rock, Rockaway Beach. Some of you guys had to be punk rockers. If you, Ramones were pretty good. but Some of you guys are good Christian music people. You don't know them. So we'll have to culture you a little bit. Get you all mixed up. So, so hi, Mike. So awesome to be part of the Freedom family and so grateful to you and Barb for all you do and all freedom. Two weeks ago, I got a call from one of my clients telling me she had injured her back and she was in the hospital. She asked me to check on her dog and walk him a little because she was unable, which of course I said, sure. When I saw her the next day, she could barely walk and move and told me her doctor said she would need surgery to repair the discs in her back. I heard a little voice saying to me, he said, no. I told her that I'm gonna meditate on the divinity that's in me and her. I'm gonna see you telling people, I don't need surgery. My back is fine. I left and walked to the elevator. 
joyfully thanking our dad for her healing. Two days later, I walk into her home, and she walks, not hobbling, a normal peppy walk from her bedroom and says, guess what? I don't need surgery. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so good. So, so grateful to you and your father, to you and our father leading me to these crazy good, good news. Thanks so much. Isn't that cool? You can choose a different possibility. That's what it's all about. So anyway, I'm going to, we were doing, um, I was talking about the hooked man in imagination during the fellowship on Wednesday and people are like, you got to teach that again. They're all excited. So I'm just going to share that with you tonight because the father's gift to get out of any difficult situation is your imagination. And could, could it truly be that easy? I go, yeah, I think it is. If we have the mind of Christ, if, if God meditated on something, go, you know what? I desire that. Would it happen? Of course it would. Well, are you not one with him? That's what I'm trying to teach people. We've, I'm really trying to get people out of this separation mindset where somehow he's out there. And, uh, and, I, and one of the things I've been hearing a lot, so I'll just I'll share about it right now, is like, I've been doing this and waiting for him to step in. No, you're one with him. You step. <laughs> you step. Does that, does that make sense? You're one with him. It's the maturity in Christ. It's... it's uh, um, He's, he's totally love. He's a good father. He's given you, he's already provided for you. Because Another thing I hear is like, if God loves me so much, why doesn't he do it? He did it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's outside of time. He says, I've given you everything that you've ever asked for. Everything's already yours. So I'm trying to get you to get the, the, the understanding of it that well, how do, we, how do we receive it? Because if it's already there, he's not, he's not waiting and, and wondering, because um, I think a lot of people are like, I've been doing this and I'm just waiting for God to move. You're gonna wait forever. He moved. <laughs> he's already moved. He, he's given you everything. He's a good father. He would never leave you. Uh, he says, I will never leave you as a widow and an orphan. And you gotta understand that what that means to a Hebrew mind. When... when uh, and this is, I shared this the other, the other night in, in Columbus too. So if any of you have ever gone through a divorce, I want you to understand something. Um, God's not judging that ever. He'll never judge that. So when Jesus is talking about, uh, and Paul's talking about criticizing the Jews and said, if you remarry after she's, after she's been separated from her husband, then you commit adultery. That's not what he's talking about. Divorce has always been a part of the Jewish culture. What was happening at the time, guys, is... Um, the men would just leave their wives and not give them a divorce decree. So then if they, if they married again, they were committing adultery under Jewish law. But if they gave them a divorce decree, and they, then the wives and the widows and the orphans then um, really had no covering. They had nothing, because they couldn't go find another husband they couldn't get provided for in the culture that was there. Um, so don't ever judge yourself if that's, if that's what's happened to you, whether you've had a divorce, etc. That's not what it's... Where, where I, I think you get it, right? He was criticizing them going, hey, have the, have the courtesy to give your wife a divorce decree so she can remarry. And he says, I'm not gonna leave you widows and orphans. What does that mean? When he says, take care of widows and orphans. Yeah, of course we do it. You know, we do stuff all, every month with Inspire 100. Um, but what the, the greatest thing we could ever do is not to give them things. In all honesty, I, I really debate hard about it, right? Because I'm like, I'm really kind of hurting them. Um, but it's right if there's kids involved. But I'm really not helping her, in a sense, because if she understands she has a husband, what that really means is 
I have an inheritance that I can receive from every hour of the day, right? And if, they're, if they have a father, it's the same thing. I have a father, I have an inheritance. And that's when he says, I'm not gonna leave you as widows and orphans, I'm gonna send you what? The Holy Spirit, right? Now what's the Holy Spirit? It's not praying in tongues and going, woo. It's not that. <laughs> it's not you jumping up and down and praising, it's none of that. What is the Holy Spirit? When the Spirit comes, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get an awareness or or an understanding of something. He says, God is not angry. I didn't give you a spirit of fear because all culture at that time, all Jews, and unfortunately most Christians still today, fear an angry God. Or they don't fear it because they said the magic words. So they think they're safe, but everybody else is... um, going to go be tortured, whatever. And uh, that's bad. That's really bad theology. Like love could never conceive of sending anybody to be tortured. Love doesn't do that. That's man-made interpretation of what those hell verses are. So when he says, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, I gave my Holy Spirit, when that comes, you're going to realize that he's your Abba. He's your daddy. Now that means a lot to them. You mean God's my dad, then how big's my inheritance? The whole thing. That's what that's all about. So a lot of people are like, oh, when did you receive the Holy Spirit? You, well, <laughs> when you were born, you received it. There's not a human being that, God didn't, the incarnation, we've had this thing mixed up, guys. How can any little baby be born that has breath not have breath? It's not a hard question. Is there any baby that has breath? I'm not talking about stillborn and things. Is there any baby that's breathing not have breath. Where does the ruach, the breath, come from? There's only one source of life in this whole thing, and it's him. Every human being is incarnate with God. Has to be. Does that help you guys? So when you look at Genesis 1, Bereshit bara Elohim, Aleftaf, Aleftaf, um, we were kind of having fun with this in, in Ohio. It's like, uh, the Bible is the word of God. I go, well, they got Genesis 1 wrong. Well, what do you mean? So they don't even, go read it. Go pick your, you know, you guys know the King James wasn't written in English. You guys know that? I know you're not taught that. It's like the only Bible. <laughs> it wasn't written in King James. So it's one of the worst translations, actually. So a left means from the beginning, you were one. He was incarnated on the cross, on the tree, the human being, the two sticks crossed. In the beginning, you were, he was incarnated in you. And heaven and earth are attached in you. Right in Genesis 1. Isn't that interesting? So how do we miss that? We, we got the first verse wrong. That doesn't give me a lot of confidence for the rest of it, right? Because if you look at it, it's not even in any of your English translations. And then even in Hebrew, it says untranslatable. Well, why is it there? Come on, right? And it means from the beginning, a left off, he's been with you and attached to mankind from the beginning. So he gives you the spirit. He goes, I'm not gonna leave you comfortless. I've given you the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, you're gonna realize you're a son. And if you're a son, that means you've inherited the whole thing. Anything you could ever need, desire, want, ever has already been given to you. Is that a good inheritance? That's a good inheritance. So let's teach you how to just freely receive it because it has to be, if he gave it to you for free, why would he make you work for it now? That's silly, isn't it? You have an inheritance, but you have to work for it. Well, that's not an inheritance. Now we're back into the old covenant of slavery. And he says, Moses, the slave is dead. Come on, Joshua, Yeshua, let's go inherit the land flowing with milk and honey. So we're going to teach you this, that could, it, could your imagination really be that simple? And I, I'm going to show you, yes. Yeah. So if we go to the, the first slide here, um, 
It's my favorite quote ever about just prayer, so I, I like to just share it over and over I, because I think this is really real. When you discover the power within yourself, is Christ in you? Yes, okay. So the power of God is in you. When you discover the power within yourself, you will boldly assert the supremacy of imagination and put anything that's going on in your life into subjection to it. Isn't that cool? Because people always go, why would he make it hard? He made it so easy you missed it. If you even think on it, it starts to materialize. Which is why Paul says, think on these things. That's, that's the whole quantum world. So if I even picture it, what, what, you're not, what, what some of you guys haven't gotten yet is, if I simply picture it, I, I, can I accept that as real? That's all faith is. Can I accept what I picture is more real than my current situation? Yeah, that's what, he's, that's what he's trying to share with you. Like Become like a child again. Make it that easy, right? So the minute you actually picture it, you have to realize that that is real. It's a, a real thing is going on right now where it's taking it from the spiritual to the physical. Can he make it any harder than that? Because little kids can't typically read the Bible and pray, like in the, but they can imagine, can't they? They can dream and imagine. And parents, we do this. We, Teresa and I, uh, the host in, in Columbus, we were talking about this. Is, uh, she's a very successful businesswoman and and she goes, yeah, you know, when I'm teaching my, in business, we, all these things, we, this is what we tell people. Like, hey, you got to see it as already done and speak as if it's already done and all these different things we're saying. And I go, now, why do we make that different when we come to church? Like, it, you, you have tremendous success in business just doing that, just picturing it, seeing as if it's done and telling people to do that. And it works like crazy. And then we get to church and, oh, no, it can't be that easy. No, it's the same. It's the same spirit. So um, there is nothing under heaven Anything physical, that's really what it's saying, that is not plastic as potter's clay to the shaping spirit of imagination. So I love what Joe Dispenza says here. Uh, when living by the senses, that means facts, stuff, trouble, tight situations, difficult situations are happening around us, right? That's the five senses. When living by the senses, we think we have to create our future by willpower. That is matter trying to change matter. That means we're, hey, it takes you this long to do X. It takes you that long to do X. Um, that's cause and effect. It typically takes a lot of time for your dreams to come true. But I love what he says here. When operating in the quantum, we could just say Holy Spirit. We could say spirit to make Christians a little more comfortable with the language. So when operating in the quantum field and the frequency of your heart and mind matches the frequency of any potential, we could call that any desire. My prayer request, my... Um, and we shouldn't even call it prayer request. We should call it my decision for what I'm getting. That's where we, we miss it, I think. I think people, because we're so taught to be left-brained and think we have to go by willpower, do everything, that we think it's going to be a long process. And it's not at all, guys. It's a decision. It's no harder than that. This is what I'm going to have. Or this is really what I have. Is really what, what, this is what I have. And don't back off. And just live like that. Does that help you guys? So if we do that, then you won't go, why is it not working? It's an impossibility for it not to work. That's what I'm trying to get. Well, it's not working. That means you haven't decided that you have it yet. It really is. I decide that I have that. And if you picture that and stay in that emotion throughout the day, you're going to get it. You watch. It'll show up in your life. So when operating in the quantum field and the frequency of your heart and mind matches any Thing that you've said that I already received in prayer, it collapses space and time and brings the event to you. Isn't that easier? It's easier. So when you truly experience your imagination and emotionally feel, when you truly experience in your imagination and emotionally feel as if it's done, I don't know, I must have cut that off. 
It will slow down into frequency and collapse into matter. So it's really just, I'm, I'm seeing and feeling as if it's already done. You have to know, guys, that's, that's all it is. It's no harder than that. And just, can you accept that that's real, even though the facts and everything around you say it's not? That's all faith is. The spirit is more real than everything we see. You can go read the, the famous faith verses in uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, where it says, but now faith is the title deed. Now faith, so Hebrews 10 says, all the stories in the Old Testament, all the prophetic things are not the real thing. It's not the realities of themselves. They're shadows. So do you want a shadow or do you want the real thing? And it says they're shadows of good things to come. So you got to understand this. Is, uh, we're getting this angry God out of these stories, but it says those stories of death and nations fighting nations, etc., are not literal is what your own book says. It says that's not the reality. Hebrews 11.1 1 says faith or the, it's a truth in spirit. So those two nations are conquering each other. What is that really? You guys understand this after listening to me long enough? So here it's Abraham, Isaac. Isaac had how many sons? Up front too, right? He goes, I hated which one? Esau. And I love Jacob. Does God, true? does perfect love, could, could perfect love hate anybody? No, of course not. So that, that should tell you right now this isn't literal, right? We get in a lot of trouble when we start taking that stuff literal. And the book says it's not literal. He goes, these are not the realities themselves. They're shadows of bad things to come. No, so if you got, if you got prophetic guys prophesying gloom and doom, turn it off. Turn it off, guys, because the new t- they're, they're acting like they're fortune tellers. And New Testament prophecy is not that. I want to hit them in the head with a bat because I'm like, you don't, you, you guys are, your Old Testament prophets claiming gloom and doom and the scriptures say all of that gloom and doom, all those wars, all those different things are shadows of really good things to come. So unless they're prophesying, this is how good we are, this is how we have it, turn it off because New Testament prophecy says the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. What's Jesus mean? Healing, salvation. So if they're going, thus saith the Lord, and this, the United States is going to do this, and just, just false prophet, turd. They're self-fulfilling gloom and doomers. They really are. So anyway, um, turn it off. Honestly, they're, they, they're really just, they, they've got an angry God, and they're prophesying out of their own anger is what they're doing. So... Um, so anyway, what Jacob and Esau, it's all those war stories, one nation over the other is really you finally putting to death the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in you. So Jacob and Esau, it says in your loins lie nations twain, two nations. We always see two nations, two sons, two covenants, two, two songs, um, the Old Testament's glory is fading away. It's going to fade away. It's going to die. We're going to put it to death. And you're going to find new life when you only realize you're going to live from the tree of, the, tree of uh, life, which is love and light. Amen? So all those war stories, whatever you go, that's not the reality. It's a, it's a truth about spirit. You're the reality. So don't get into all this. Well, this, the nation of Israel and all this. Paul clearly says there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no male, there's no female. So if we're still got these prophets going, you know, the, the, God's going to come in and, and he's going to wipe out all the Muslims over this little piece of dirt in, in uh, Jerusalem. That is a shadow. That is not what it's really about. And so they're going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're, we're probably going to go to war. And... Thanks, guys. So I would just ask you to read your book. 
Like read it actually. So, so here's how simple it is. So the Father's gift to get you out of difficult situations is literally your imagination. Don't let reason or facts be a hindrance to your spirit. So your spirit, there's no, there's no degree of miracle in the spirit, meaning um, healing stage four cancer and you being fabulously wealthy, it's the same spirit. There's no difference in it. There's no, require, there's no more faith required in any of it. It's can you accept what I'm picturing is real? Isn't that easy? And then you can't say, why is God not doing this? No, you're not doing it. He's giving it to you. You're just not doing it. Does that help you guys? So just do it. <laughs> and when you imagine, see, and I love what Ashley said, because she gets a lot of really beautiful spiritual sight. And, and so we were talking about this the other day during the prayer meeting. You go, wait, hey, what if we see something negative? Because we do, don't we? we? We'll see things. A good, if they're good in prophetic or word of knowledge, we'll, she go, Ashley said it perfectly. She goes, I tell them the opposite. I just turn it around in my mind. So if we see something destructive in their life, we don't go, hey, you need to stop doing that. We just go, you know what? We see you as this. You do? They usually, so that's, because what your imagination, we're so divine, guys. We're so creative. The pictures and the words we tell ourselves are creative. So does that help you about prophets and all this stuff? And when I would just be skeptical if they have a title, personally. I'm apostle so-and-so. Oh, Okay. I'm probably going to run. I remember we got, right? So the, all this, this big prophetic ministry. And, and I go, oh, you know what? I said, I said, do you think that Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament? They're like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I said, well, Paul was good enough for him because he would always write, I, Paul. And so I was like, I, Mike. I'm just Mike. I don't have a title. Does that make sense? Oh, they got so upset because they wanted their title. I was like, no, 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 we don't do titles here. <laughs> So they didn't last long because they wanted a title. They wanted to be prophet and prophetess. So anyway, John doesn't talk about that, by the way. I know Paul does, but I don't. If, if we're all one, if we're, so I'm, I'm not into that. So anyway, how simple does this work? So is our imagination to get on any tight situation, is it as simple as picturing what we want? I, I propose it is. Remember, the, um, remember the, the gymnast who was quadriplegic? I shared this in the, the Facebook post I sent out today that we're going to talk about this tonight. But So listen to this. I think this is awesome because she nails this. That what, what is the power of God? It doesn't take hours of prayer. It doesn't take tongues. It doesn't take knowing your book. It doesn't take any of that. Can you picture what you desire and accept it as real? How simple could it be? Isn't that awesome? So, so you, remember, you guys remember the story, the testimony. So she's, she's flipping. She doesn't make it all the way. Quadriplegic. Breaks a bunch of vertebrae. I remember laying on the floor and not being able to move at all. She goes, I, I couldn't move anything from my neck down. Not my pinky, not my big toe, and nothing. My teammate's mom was a nurse. She ran to my side. She kept asking me, can you feel that? Can you feel this? I was like, no, I can't feel anything. But why don't you ask me a math problem because my brain still works fine. At that moment, lying on the gym floor, Schuler did something remarkable. She became thankful for what she had. Hallelujah. Remember the amount, like, praise is, is really the, the art of receiving everything that's already yours. So, she, so here she is. She, she knows something just happened to her. She lands on her head, basically, doing, a, doing flips and gymnastics and feels it all crack, and then she can't move. And she goes, I just started to be thankful for what I had. That is pretty impressive, isn't it? And then she said, I started to visualize 
what it felt like to move, what it felt like to walk and flip and twist. In my mind, my, her mind's eye, I knew I could always still feel. So she was meditating on, I'm seeing myself flipping and joying. I still can feel that in my mind, even though her body couldn't work. Is that cool? This is like such a great example. That's why I wanted to share that. Your imagination is the power of God. And it, there's, is anything impossible to God? Then there's no situation in your life that your imagination can't handle. It's limitless. Isn't that cool? So I don't care how, how the impossible situation is. This is a pretty bad situation, isn't it? Yeah. So the therapist came in, you know, a couple of days later, she's like, all right, she's trying to give her expectations. You know, this is, if you ever walk again, this is what, you know, it's going to take this long. And she's like, you know, what are your goals for therapy? She goes, um, my prom is in three weeks. I want to walk to prom. And they're like, well, that's not realistic. Tell them to pound sand. Tell the realist to pound sand. The spirit, your realism is the hindrance to the spirit. There's no, there's no, the spirit's effortless anything. If you read those Hebrew 11 faith verses, he goes, by faith we understand that everything physical, physical is held together by something we can't see. What is it? The spirit. It's held together by the spirit, right? So the second definition of spirit is just what we see and believe animates. So the first definition is ruach, which is just God's breath. The second one is what we believe becomes, becomes real. It comes to life. So she's, she knows this, amen? And so she's like, you know what? My prom is in three weeks. I want to walk to my prom. And the therapist, the doctor is going, that's not realistic with such. And she goes, I know it's not. If, trust me, this is what she said. I know it's not, but that's what's going to happen. Three weeks later, she walked to her prom. Isn't that good? I love that. So, guys, and parents, guys, you, can, you have so much influence over your kids. You really do. It's really fascinating. You can see them before you go to bed enjoying life and prospering and having an amazing marriage. And it really influences them. It really does. So, anyway, let's go to this next slide. Um, does the scripture actually say imagination is the power of God? Yes, because I think people go, it's way too easy. So, anyway, the, this first one, if you go, this is the only Hebrew I'll go through tonight because I want to keep this really easy and simple. It's Zod and Resh. Zod is a fish hook or a harvesting implement, and Resh is a man's head or a, or a man. So Zar, Zod Resh, is strong 68-62. And if you go look it up, it means trouble, distress, a tight place, a tight situation. We, you know, we say, we go, oh, she's in a tight spot. Don't we say stuff like that? Like, oh, she's in a really rough spot. Affliction, anguish, tribulation, adversary. So the word picture literally is a hooked man. And really all it means, guys, is <clears throat> czar, if you just take the Hebrew letters, it's harvest of the mind, hooks you. So whatever you think on on a daily basis long enough, you, it's like it just hooks you around and it just, you can't get out of this bad habit. Like no matter how hard I try, I keep getting the same results. That's the hooked man, that's czar. Follow me? You add the power of God to it. Do you guys have the power of God? Yes. So if you add the yod to it, which is the strength or the hand of God to do work, they just added a yod to it, that little hand. Yatsar uh, is 3336 or 3335, depending if it's a noun or, or an adjective, you can go look at it. But Yatsar is the power of God over any trouble. And it's simply to imagine. So if you go look at it, it says, to form or fashion like a potter shaping clay, your imagination, what is framed in the mind. So think about this, guys. If you simply picture it in your mind, that is the power of God to take care of any trouble, adversary, tough spot, doesn't matter what it is, 
That's Yetzar. I simply have to form it in my mind. And now just trust that what you did is the power of God. That's what he's trying to tell you. If you just form it and frame it or imagine it, it's real. Can it get any easier than that? <laughs> to me, it can't, right? Like, I think that's beautiful. Don't you think that's beautiful? The power of God over any trouble is I just have to frame what I do want in my mind. So let's go back to this, this gymnast. She's laying on the floor as a quadriplegic. That's a tough spot, isn't it? That's trouble, anguish, whatever, what, all the, any of those that you want to... But what is the power of God over any trouble? She goes, I started to visualize what it felt like to move, what it felt like to walk, to felt like to flip and twist. In my mind, I could still always feel. She devised and imagined in her mind herself flipping, jumping, being a gymnast, and she saw herself walking to the prom in three weeks where all the doctors are going, ain't happening. She goes, I know... It sounds crazy, but that's what's going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. The power of God over her, any trouble or situation, is simply get a different frame of mind, see what I do want, and trust that when I open my eyes and I see it's not there yet, that it's going to happen. That's all faith is. I trust in what I'm doing in the spirit, what I'm doing in my mind, more than the physical. Amen? Because I think a lot of times this, this is what I'm hearing like in some of the emails, like, um, I meditated, I did it so good. <laughs> And then I woke up and I was totally disappointed. Where did your brain go right back to? You devised something else in your mind immediately. You started to picture something else, right? Can you have a little mental toughness? Right? Can you go, oh, you know what? I know that the, my imagination, whatever I devise or frame in my mind, is the power of God over any situation in my life. That first quote. When you realize the shaping spirit of the imagination, you realize anything physical is like potter's clay to you. It will actually shape and change to what you're doing with your heart and mind. Is that simple? It's about as simple as it gets, isn't it? Does that help you? So, all right. So let's, let's just go to this last slide. We'll, we'll get you out of here early because I want to keep this really easy, like really easy because um, people want to make this harder than it is. And it's not. They haven't accepted the fact that if I simply picture it, it's real. They haven't accepted the fact that if I just frame a different choice in my mind, so like this mom, instead of, instead of worrying about, oh my God, my daughter's not gonna have a job because she just got lied of COVID, what did she frame in her mind? I see my daughter making more money than she's ever made and totally enjoying her new job. That's exactly what happened. Isn't that interesting? No tonguing, no prayer group, no... Get into the word more. Nothing. Just imagine. And that's the power of God. It's limitless. There's nothing impossible to the power of God. So don't let reason and the facts get in your way, guys. Just go, oh, those are the reasons and the facts. Those are so plastic to the power of God in me. I can change it at any moment. Amen? It's really real. It's kind of fun when you start doing it. So we're <laughs> I'm excited to kind of hear because we were doing this last night. And, and so one of the guys there, he goes, I want a Mars bar. <laughs> I go, these other younger kids there go, I don't even know if the kids know what a Mars bar is anymore. But. So here's how cool it is. If you guys online too, picture yourself eating a Mars bar if you've ever had one or whatever candy bar you want. Like just close your eyes and start to feel it and taste it and going, God, it feels so good. Like you're actually, you can feel your fingers taking the wrapper off and you can feel like the chocolate 
melting on your fingers or whatever you do with, with your favorite candy and taste it. Can you like put it in your mouth? Like chewing it? Can't you do it? And you'll know you're doing it if, you're mar- if you start to salivate. Like if you start to produce saliva and stuff, that's how real you are. Your, your mind and your body goes, oh, they're eating a Mars bar. Even though you're not eating a Mars bar, your body will respond to it as if you're eating a Mars bar. I go, now just accept that as real and watch. Somebody will, somebody will, somewhere it'll come into your life. Don't go buy it. Or maybe if you've never seen it, then it looks, yeah, it's like obvious, right? If they go, oh, we haven't had them, we just got them this week, then that's a pretty good sign that that's how you got your Mars bar. But you can do it with stuff like that just to prove to yourself that it works, amen? And here's what's really wild. The Mars bar is no harder than healing this woman of quadriplegic situation. It's the same spirit. That's a good dad. That's a good daddy that would give us that kind of inheritance, wouldn't it? So anyway, let's just go to this last slide. Is this helping you guys? All right. So just summary, really. The Father's gift for any difficult situation is your imagination. I just want to show people that it is this simple. When he's talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory, live out of your inner chamber, which was the eighth day. You know, when the seventh day was when you realize you're complete in Christ, nothing lacking. <clears throat> the eighth day, they don't talk about the ninth day, tenth day, do they? They go, every day after this, live out of the chet, the inner chamber. Live out of the spirit. Live out of the heart within you. And you can simply imagine what you desire. Imagine the dream life you desire. Imagine the dream marriage you desire. Imagine the, the, the abundance that you desire. Imagine any of that. And just accept that it's real, what you're picturing. Okay? And you watch. It'll happen. Isn't that interesting? It doesn't get any harder than that. So, <clears throat> uh, because when you're doing that, like Dispenza's talking about, we're no longer matter trying to change matter. And, and I was sharing this the other day. It's like, um, I think people misinterpret this. You know, like the Zuckerbergs, the Bloombergs, the, 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 the Rothschilds, all these, all these, not the Hasidic Jews, not the religious Jews, because they look like most other people. They're not, they're not really that successful or wealthy. The cultural Jews... Why are they so wealthy and run everything? Is it because they're God's chosen people? I would say no. Paul says not. Paul says there's no Jew or Gentile. There's, male, there's no male or female. There's one body, one spirit. Why? Because those cultural Jews, like Barb, Barb's uh, uh, godparents, um, here's what they tell those kids when they're little. They tell them they're God's children. They tell them they're God's chosen they tell them, you're going to run the world. Because you're, you're, they're taking all those Old Testament things as real. And guess what? We should take those as real for us because Paul says it's to the Gentiles too. But they actually teach them, hey, you're, you're going to lend and you're not going to borrow. You're going to, you're going to run the, nation, the world's finance systems. Do they run them? Yes, they do. Do they run the entertainment industry? Yes, they do. Why? Because from this high, they've been told you're going to do that. Well, when they're really impressionable... That's what happens. So guess what? Our heart, we can still do it when we pray. Tell your heart whatever you want. Tell your heart the most fabulous dream you could ever experience. Can you accept that it's real even though you can't see it yet? That's faith. That's how it works. And if you stay there, go, you know what? It it takes a little bit in the beginning because you're like, oh, I prayed and it didn't happen. Go right back to, I've pictured it and I accept that as real. That's going to happen in my life. No ifs, ands, or buts. And it will. How simple is that? Amen? Stuff will happen in your life, serendipities, people coming in. Who cares how it comes? It it may come in a way that it it doesn't matter really that you were expecting. In fact, if you know how, it's matter trying to change matter usually. Because the parable of parables says, we know not how it's going to happen. Just plant the seed, 
First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn, but you will see whatever you just imagined. It'll show up in your life. Is that cool? All right, so when operating the spirit, we're not in that matter, matter thing. It's like Einstein says, hey, matter, trying to push matter, that old Newtonian model that we all learned in high school physics is matter pushing matter. Equal and opposite effect, right? If I do this, then this. It's really the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, dualistic. There's good that needs to overcome evil, evil against good. He goes, don't eat from that tree. Eat from the tree of life. When you operate in the spirit, everything's yours. Everything's yours right now, has already been there, because he's outside the time. And he goes, I've blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. The heavenlies is inside you. It's in your heart. When you realize I can choose any desire in my life and freely receive it. That's what we really need to be teaching the widows and the orphans. That you have a dad and you have a husband. Amen? Because if, if we just take care of them and not teach them, we haven't done anything yet. It was nice. We took care of them. We should do that. But we haven't done the real thing yet. Follow me? So, all right. So when operating the spirit, the frequency of your heart and mind, this is what's so fascinating, guys. You're, and I love the science behind this because if we, if we hooked you up to an EEG and an EKG, I was telling the, the people in Columbus this, is when you just pray like we've taught you to pray, just, just breathe. And if you want to do your eyes, just go into that alpha theta. You become like a child again. And your heart, your subconscious, whatever language you're comfortable with, freely accepts any seed you plant. Now watch the miracle working force bring it about. It's the mystery that's been hidden for ages but is now revealed. That's in you. All life flows out of you. It mirrors what's really going on in there. So if you don't like what's going on, change what's going on in there. Change what's in there, right? So when you pray, you meditate a little bit and calm your heart down. You can tell it whatever you want, which is really going to teach the kids tomorrow night. Just tell it uh, about how to, hey, you know what? I know... I know every answer to the test I'm going to know when I get, down, when I get to the test. You tell yourself that before you, you go to bed. And you watch what starts to happen in their life. It's really, it's really a fascinating thing. I can't tell you how many times I'd be at the academy, I'm going, and, and Kath, you know this too, is like, you just don't have enough time, do you? Like, there's not, there's not enough time to do everything. Like, well, it wasn't for me, because I'm chasing her and drinking beer, but... Um, I also have like 26 semester hours of aeronautical engineering. I'm like, there's literally not enough time so I can't tell you how many times, like, Lord, you're going to have to do this. And I would go to bed and i go, I know I'm going to know the answers when I wake up. And I, I swear to God, I would sit down and go, how is this coming to me? And I would do the test. Fascinating. So I know it works. And uh, I watched enough other guys now do it too. So I'm like, it's very confirming to me. It's like, oh, okay, that's literally real. That's what we're doing. So when you're in the spirit, you're not having to go push matter, etc. You're freely receiving the inheritance God's given you. There's no space or time. So energy equals mass. You can push mass equals mass, good versus evil. It takes a long time, a lot of effort, a lot of willpower. Receiving is laying in your bed, receiving. And watch it collapse space and time and let it happen to you. Does that sound better? So... So here's the end, guys. You know, your imagination literally is the power of God to get out of any tight spot. So whatever it is, whether it's like this quadriplegic, she simply knew that the spirit in her was much more powerful than the physical diagnosis. If God needed to heal it, fix it, create it from new, the spirit can do any of that, can it? Yeah, of course it can. So she simply goes, I never lost. I knew I could always see myself walking, jumping, twisting, and feel it in my mind. That never left. So I started to thank God for what I did have, which was visualization, is what she said. I never lost my ability to visualize. Because it was from the neck down, so she was still coherent from the head. 
You guys have that. Everybody here has that. Which means you have everything. So there's, I don't care what it is. So if it's financial, stop worrying about it. Start praying. Here's, here's Paul, right? He prays three times to take the thorn out of his side. And basically, what's God's answer? Enough, Paul. Stop praying the problem. Stop telling me. Stop telling me it was wrong. What do you want? That's basically what he's saying. Don't you get my grace is sufficient for you? And people don't know why it's three times. And in, in the scriptural times, if you prayed or, or cursed somebody three times, a prayer of three times was like a curse. It's like the, the perfect curse, which is why you see Peter three times and all these different things, but you don't need to know all that. But, which is why I just do amen, 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 just because I, I kind of understand it, what it in me, what it is. It was like the perfect prayer. It's like completion. It's, it's done. So anyway, stop praying the problem. Start going, oh, Lord, please... You don't, if you're, if you're looking for finances, you don't go, Lord, please prosper me. You can't get any more prosperous than you are. You're one with God. Is God prosperous? Yes, that means you are wildly prosperous already. You have to change your heart to image yourself that way. When you start to tell yourself before you go to bed, I am wildly prosperous, and you see just it effortlessly flowing into your life. And accept that is real. Just accept that that is real. That's really prayer. That's really what it is. When you see that you have it, you'll have it. So you're not praying for God to do it. You realize he's already done it. That's probably the best way to describe it. I freely accept everything you've already done for me, Lord. So when you're, if you're praying for finances, you, you feel how good. Uh, if you're trying to get out of debt, you, you don't. I would, I'm going to step on toes, but it's not how am I going to get out of debt plan. Because your focus is back on it. Does that make sense? If I, if I tell you, don't think of a chocolate cake, what do you do? I'm going to develop a plan to get out of debt. You hardened it. It says resist, not evil. The thing you resist persists. It stays. You see how joyful it is to be free and abundant. That's what, how it creates. Does that help you guys? Because then you're not wondering, why is God not doing it? He's like, I've done everything for you. Everything's yours. I, I just want you to wake up and get a revelation that you're so blessed, you're so abundant, you're so whole. Everything you could ever desire is already yours. Just accept what you imagine is real and it'll show up in your life. Amen? That's prayer. So you can get to your feet. God bless you guys. Hopefully that helps. I just want to keep it short and simple because people wanted me to talk about that after our fellowship last week, Wednesday. So, Father, we just love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Thank you that you've made it easy. Thank you that you would never make our inheritance hard. It doesn't even make sense. So Father, we just thank you that you've given us this, this beautiful gift to receive anything for free. That's already ours. It's really just laying hold of it is really all this is. So you didn't make it hard. You made it simple. Just let these people realize that their imagination is unlimited. There's nothing too, too hard for their imagination because there's nothing too hard for God. And that's how he does it. We were created in his image. He simply imaged us, spoke us, and we're here. That's exactly how we're designed. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, love you guys. <coughs> so tomorrow, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock Eastern, I'll do the kids thing, and then we'll do fellowship right after that.